This is the backstory for today's show. Well, it's actually Cheryl Nemhard, my co-host from the very beginning of the start of See Here Love, and me sitting on a couch and doing basically a deep dive into our lives. We've never done it before. Actually, I've never interviewed Cheryl, and she's never interviewed me, and we have pretty, what, how can I say it? Amazing, redemptive, grace-filled, stories and you you've heard snippets along the way in our shows but this is the first time we actually really were like okay your childhood your teen years decisions regrets uh, it's a, it's great it's great to sit down with a girlfriend but also a colleague and actually talk really honestly and openly about your life we also uh, share some of our favorite shows along the way uh, of see here love are through 175 shows we share ones that made us cry, made us laugh, were our biggest aha moments, um, great, great memories. And so I think the backstory for this is when we as a team decide to do this. It's that story matters. Again, it's, it's the foundation of See Here Love, that story matters, that sharing our stories together is about helping people, again, know that they're not alone. Sharing our stories together gives more voice and courage even to me, though I've been sharing my story for 20 years, Sharing it again it sort of brings life to it. It reminds me personally of the faithfulness of God. I think my hope for this show is that as Cheryl and I share our story, that you, our viewer and listener, will share yours. We'll write it down in a journal. We'll begin to speak it to your kids, to your family, to a small group. And as you share your story, you'll be more empowered and emboldened to share what God has done, that he has taken you from one place to another, and that you're reminded of his faithfulness, his goodness, and his love to you, which is what I hope after you hear Cheryl and my story, you will be encouraged as well uh, in your life with God and know that he deeply loves you and that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by him. And that is the backstory of the show. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved. Welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and this is a good show because co-host <laughs> Cheryl and I are just taking over for yep. the whole 29.50 for the show. That's right. This is fun. We've never done this before. No, I'm so excited. I feel it's a bit like Gail and Oprah. It, it is. It is a little bit, isn't yeah. it? It's like... And you can be Oprah. Oh, thank you. I'll be your you. Gail. <laughs> yes. So you have been with me from the beginning of See Here Love. Day one, baby. Day one, we have celebrated um, 175 shows. That's unreal. 175. And you were there right from the beginning of the dream and the launch and my vision. And yeah. so it's been good. It's And it's been amazing to see what God has done and how he sort of expanded even on your own vision. Like yeah. we have an idea, but then God's idea is so much right. bigger. I know. Yeah. So what I love is that the first part of the show, we are going to be sharing our favorite shows oh. from the five seasons. Yes. So, I mean, I'm going to start off with the big one, which I don't know why I did that. But, okay, five seasons, 175 shows. The show that made you cry the most. Oh, okay. <laughs> why in are the you beginning, laughing? Because in I mean? the beginning, Cheryl was crying all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. I do remember that. <laughs> it was a more emotional Cheryl that we yeah. had back then. Right. Uh, but, for, but in all seriousness, episode 105. Okay, 105. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, a father who will never leave or forsake you. So here's what happened. Oh. 
It was a Father's Day episode, but it, and, and unlike any other ones, we've had them before, but there was a moment that I literally felt like the breaking and the woundedness of fatherless viewers. Mm -hmm. It was oh, unreal. And so it was like, no matter what was going on with me, I just pushed it aside and I instantly just felt them and I turned to the camera and then the rest is what you saw. Right. Let's take a look at that. Here's a little clip of that episode. That God in his mercy and his love can step in and replace anything that we feel is lost, yeah. gypped, not mm -hmm. quite what we want. Yeah. I am so thankful mm -hmm. that my God is my father in the absence, and for anyone that is fatherless right now, I know how hard these days are for you, because they're hard for me too, but God is your father and he loves you so much. Yeah. And he, his love just fills you up to overflow and, and fills every crack. There is no void in him. Right? That was powerful. <laughs> I remember that it was like, and then we had to. Do you have to get tissues? Yeah, to get tissues yeah, across the way. Of, I yeah, know. it was. What about you? What was oh. the, the episode that made you cry the most? It, it's it's interesting. It's the one about forgiveness, but this was episode eighty four. Okay. And this was why forgiveness sets us free. Oh. And oh. I, I I was crying, and it was interesting. Every show that really got us was about forgiveness. I know. Yeah. It was about forgiveness. Yeah, and and with the father undertone. So here's a clip of me crying as we talked That's about a good forgiveness. One. An abusive you know, relationship, decisions I made that were, were hurtful to me and my mm -hmm. body and all kinds mm -hmm. of things. And I'm crying and I get up on stage and I'm, I feel sick yeah. and I start speaking and it was the power of God. And afterwards I thought, oh, all these like young girls are going to come up and be healed. It was fathers. Mm. Oh, it was men wow. that came up and said, we wow. have abused. Like wow. I'm gonna, we have wow. abused, we have Freedom. hurt women. Freedom. And I was looking like this, Freedom. and I felt God say, see? My goodness. Because I literally thought, I'm Goosebumps. a young woman. I'm gonna attract young women yes. for healing and, and forgiveness. Wow. Man after man yeah. on their knees, you, weeping on, for, oh, Melinda, this is the first time I've, you, I have, like publicly yeah. said, I've hurt a woman. We don't know wow. who our story no. is for, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and so that was something yeah. where I finally said, mm. okay, God. Do you remember? Oh man. I was like looking up, tears streaming yeah. down my face. Oh. And I know, but it has but, to do with fathers, so dads. so powerful and yeah. resonated with so many viewers. So many, yeah. because the, the, the challenge of earthly father yeah. who has disappointed us or left us or right. been absent, right. and then trying to connect them to God as father and the hope of that we have yeah. him yeah. as the great example of a dad. I love when we do those healing episodes, I gotta say. I know. Yeah. That yeah. was good. All right, next show, the show with the biggest aha moment. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was, okay, to be honest, there was quite a few because- Yeah, there was I, lots. And, there was and, lots. And, and shameless plug, this, this whole past few seasons, we've had so many yeah. aha moments. Yeah. Um, but this one for me was, um, it's called the Pers Pursuing the Person of Peace. Oh, right, that was uh, a great Yeah, one. episode 137 with a beautiful guest named Trifina. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened there was, it had nothing to do with the show. I was literally sitting there, <laughs> and you know, here's the thing, we think these shows are for our viewers, but so many, so many times yeah, they're for, for us. us. So you're gonna see Cheryl sitting there and then all of a sudden go, I, oh, oh I remember gosh. that. Like you physically, when like yeah, this, I was like. Yeah, oh, because I was going through a storm and then I realized that um, even, we were talking about finding peace in the storm. Right. And the fact that finding peace in the storm, my revelation was, is that it's not gonna change my position 
which means it may not it may not suddenly end it. I may be in it for a while, right. but it changes my posture. Yeah. And so I was hoping for something to end, and I was like, no, no, no. God's like, I'm just doing a work in here. here yeah. Out here might be a little bit later. Don't you love that? That the shows were always like, this is for our viewers or even for our guests. Yeah, and then yeah. God does a whole like, actually, girl, yeah. it's for you. Yeah, but the favorite part is when you're like, Whoa. doing this. And I know. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at that with yeah. Trifina pursuing the person of peace. Mm -hmm. Because I seem to think or have thought, been guilty, <laughs> that suddenly inviting peace and inviting God will change what's physically going on. Not necessarily so. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to understand that the storm may continue for a bit yes. longer, yes. but my posture has yeah. changed in the midst of that mm -hmm. storm. Changes everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. a change in posture. Circumstances may stay the same and, and for a long time, yeah. but the posture of the posture this, of my heart of and my heart. mind. Mm -hmm. That was a crazy moment. Right? Like physically, yeah. you reacted. Epiphany, yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. What yeah. about, okay. Mine, mine, okay. Aha. Uh -huh. Episode 17. Yes. With Pastor Bruxy Cavey. Oh my gosh, Do you remember I this? love him. What's so good about Good Friday? I remember. And we're talking about it, setting us up for Easter. Easter. And then we were yeah. he starts talking about God coming as man, Jesus to the world. Oh. And then he says this, God came as the gender of power to lay it down. Oh. And I remember Brought you, Mike. remember that? And <laughs> Abby was like, what? Yes. And we were all like, what? And then you leaned over and we were yeah. all like dramatic and yeah. Brexit was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. But I remember the aha moment because we were, we were talking about Jesus as a champion of women yeah. and why we follow Jesus and why other people should follow and the whole Easter story. Yeah. And it got to this place of like, you know, I think like gender equality mm -hmm. and then Brexit kind of just went in and said, yeah, but he came as a gender of power to show how to lay it down, to show how to serve and yeah. love and, and be inclusive and bring everybody in. And oh. we were like, I love Jesus even more. Yeah, and we needed to hear it. We it resonated did need to hear that. For us. Because remember, every time we approach Easter or even Christmas, we're always like, oh yeah, that holiday or yeah. what we've always done at church. Yeah. But for the first time, I think it was like, I'm seeing a different way and viewpoint of Easter. And man, Jesus, you are amazing. Yeah, Thanks so for good. demonstrating that. So yeah. here's a clip of Bruxy giving us, for me, one of the biggest aha moments. And for me. And Cheryl. Um, of the season. He came as the gender of power. Yeah. Mm. He came that. as the gender of power to show people how to lay it down. Oh, and so, and so to lay it, wow, so to lay it down. Say that again. Yeah. So he came as the gender of power because in that yeah. context, yeah. men had power. Women had no right to lay it down. So he gets down with his disciples. Wow. He starts washing their feet, <laughs> like a not just like a slave, like a woman slave. Wow. He starts washing their feet. Wow. He says, "You start doing likewise." If he came as a woman, said, "Oh, let me wash your feet. Let me serve you," yeah. they would have said, "Well, that's what a woman that's does." That's your role. And I remember how much I you love just love Okay. <laughs> I have a very reverent sort of uh, I know. affinity. <laughs> but it was just like, brain. oh, we got a crush in the way that he just kept talking. But that was such a good moment. Aha, but also yeah, totally so fun. Good. Okay, the show with the most impactful guest for you. Oh, to me, this one stood out for me. It, it, it has to be the incredible Sheila Walsh. Oh, yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. I think it's episode 130. Okay. And the title alone, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Yes. Which in that title is just like, yeah, well, what? Right. Yeah. And so we, we did something really different, which I loved. We as co-hosts 
got the book ahead of time yeah. and actually sort of read and combed through through it and really like let it settle in. Yeah. And then you did a separate interview with her and then we got to sort of really sort of watch that and then have almost like a book club It was chat. like a book club. And, and it, it just had, it had more layers to it. Right. Um, what was really profound for everything that she said was that she gave us, I know it was for more than just mm -hmm. myself, permission to, to be imperfect. Right. I felt like for the first time, the only way I could describe it is it's like I exhaled, Melinda, and I didn't realize I had been holding my breath in, like having to get it right, having to be good, and right. optics. And I was like, oh, oh, permission granted? Oh, I can be there messy. And, and I remember yeah. while you were that, Brooke was also just like, whoa. Oh, like we were was, all in that space. Like yeah. It gave us permission to be like, we're okay not to be okay. Yeah, being in forefront, isn't there, there's that uh, pressure. You feel absolutely. like you've just got to... Yeah. yeah, make it make it happen, but... It was so refreshing. Good. Well, let's take a look at Sheila Walsh in It's Okay Not To Be Okay. This is not going to be the life you imagined. You're going to disappoint people and they're going to disappoint you. Yeah. You're going to have your heart broken, but you'll survive. Mm -hmm. And there'll be times when you're sure that God is not close, but he's always there. Right? <sighs> was good. Okay, now your turn. Most <laughs> impactful guest. Episode 18, yes. Reframing Your Life and Dreams with Randy mm. and Nadine Mitchell. I remember that Do you remember one. that? Yeah. And their son, Caleb, uh, was diagnosed with autism. Yeah. And I remember the talk to say, we, we thought life was going to be like this, mm. and it's not. Right. And, you know, how do you reframe right. the dreams you had, not only for yourself, but for your child? Yeah. And then everything changes, and the conversations with God. Yeah where you're like frustrated and you're like, why? And yeah. then you have to kind of wrestle with, is it really about my child or is it about me and, and what I wanted for myself? And you know what I remember? It was like the most honest, transparent, like- Honest and open. This is it. This is it. Yeah. And so I love what Nadine says here when we said, what does it mean? What has it meant to reframe your dreams in your life because mm. of Caleb? Let's take a look. One of the best parts is how he has just opened up a different, completely different perspective of life for me. People look for significance and, and value in themselves and, and society has, has told us where, uh, you know, if you can contribute and how you can contribute, that's what gives you value, that's what gives you significance. And um, he has taught me that, uh, that, and something I needed to know myself, that that really has nothing to do with um, your value. They're such an inspirational couple. Yeah, they are. They really were. Yeah. I, I just love that and just so encouraged yeah. by their faithfulness to God and yeah. to one another. Yeah. Okay, last one, Cheryl. The show that was the most hilarious and most fun for you to date. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep... <laughs> like, we haven't even said what it was. I'm sorry. Or is. <laughs> okay, I need to just, I need to frame this. Okay. So this is a blooper reel. <laughs> it's not even a show. It's a blooper reel. It's the fourth, we did like, oh sort, in the summer we did like kind of a, oh back in the day, a few sort of shows. Yes. This is the fourth one if okay. you're looking on YouTube. And um, so what it, what it happened was, um, I had this leather ensemble and uh, it was a bit constricting and I was trying to work stuff out. And um, while I was doing that, Melinda was giving her introduction. She wasn't aware of the struggle. And so I said, you know, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sucking and lifting and tucking. I got, I'm doing a lot of stuff here. Hold on. 
and uh, she, she ends up laughing, and and it kind of unravels into something even bigger, which right. I I won't give oh, away I remember yet. Th and the, the thing is, I will say this: in that day, I would just let the camera roll, yes, and we would have bloopers, but then it was really bad. I wouldn't tell you or the team, oh, she, yeah. and then just let it roll and bloopers all the time, yeah. and then I would air it. Yeah. Which was a, a surprise. That was <laughs> great for us. That's what happens when you're the host and executive producer. You but, can do that. But this particular okay. moment, the crew got involved. <laughs> Take a look. And I literally, literally was like this. this. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. I think he's recording me doing that too. Okay, here we go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Are you finished lifting? <laughs> This is how you, okay. Are we done? Yes, Let's we're think. done. And I want to say sorry, but it's like sorry, not sorry for right. letting that roll. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Okay. It actually involves you. Oh. It was episode 37 with our good friend Ann Maines, who I used to I'd do a show with called Full Circle. And actually, See Her Love kind of came out of Full Circle. That's but right. she was on the show talking about what do men really want? Do you remember that? Uh, do I? And I remember you, and this is why I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but it's you okay. were talking about your husband, Greg, you know, you wanted him to snuggle you. And, yeah, and Anne's all... talking about what men really want. And we started talking about mm -hmm. more than snuggling. <laughs> and then this is what happened. You, you did a little bit of get it, get it, and got it. Get it, got it good. And we howled. And Anne's laughing and we're laughing. You oh. just have to watch the clip because it's so funny and I will never forget yep. it. Here Get it ready. is. Here it is. Well, if he if he gets it though, yeah. then you are more engaged sexually mm -hmm. and then he is more fulfilled and then the two of you yeah. then come out of it with more of an intimate connection, right. emotional and connection. And maybe he'll so snuggle you then. To, so he needs to get it. Get it. He and, needs to get it. And then he also <laughs> wants to get, get it. it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Get it, Good. get it, and got, got it. it. Yeah. Hashtag get it, get it, got it's a it. T-shirt. Yeah. Oh Our my crew goodness, that's amazing. Amazing. Off. I think we. So just, that I yeah. love that. Cheryl, I love sharing the highs, lows, and funny memories with you. So oh, good. One hundred seventy-five. So good. One hundred seventy-five. Like, so many so things good. we've been through, and yeah. God yeah. is so good. I love going, you know, down memory lane yeah. with you. Well, when we come back, Cheryl and I will be sharing. Um, some honest talk, our, our story um, about our regrets, our childhood decisions, and then how God's grace and love changed us. That's coming up. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job! Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind the scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. Well, we're back as we do it like a deep dive on each other and for the first time really interviewing each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a little bit more time and with a little sort of deeper questions on knowing one another better. You've okay. got a first question for are, me? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Um, well, I, I'd love to, I've always wanted to know this. So you came to Canada in 1986 mm -hmm. uh, from living all your life in the Philippines, if you're not aware, in the Philippines and Singapore. Yeah. I'd love to know what was your biggest cultural shock? Uh, like the biggest change and how did that impact you as a yeah. teenager? There must have been a huge adjustment. It was. I mean, back in 1986, Canada wasn't, I would say, in, in the space and area that I was living in, uh, was not as multicultural and diverse as it is today. So when I, you know, kind of 
came to Canada, uh, my experience was that I was one of the like one or two only brown kids on the block. Mm. And it was the first time I ever experienced racism and and being different. Not only that, brown skin, but adopted. Right. So for some, many of those kids, 13 and 14, you're like, you're our first brown friend and adopted. And because they had never been taught, you know, told about it or there was no safe discussion around it, people looked at me a little bit as a pariah. Mm. And for the first time, Cheryl, I, I felt different. I felt alone. I didn't belong. And I didn't belong, I felt like, in this, you know, sort of white world and society. Mm -hmm. And because of that, and I'm realizing that's why I have a love to talk with, you know, young girls, is when you don't feel accepted yeah. or loved or belong, you run to the places where you will be. Yeah. And for me, that was, you know, um, you know, drinking and parties and boys and yeah. clubs and losing myself yeah. and trying to lose myself and identity into a place that accepted me for the external right. or what I could give and not who I who I was. Wow. And so it was really hard. And so I understand when people come, you know, cross culturally over to mm -hmm. a country how it's so important for the church and for us as individuals to accept, prepare, be open and be, you know, not yeah. judgmental to them. Because yeah. it was very hard for me and my family as we came across from a different culture mm -hmm. and, and place in the world yeah. to Canada. Wow. Listen, I love Canada, but it was, it was really hard. I and so imagine. acceptance would be really the key that I would say, I would say today. Wow, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Needed to hear that. Thanks. You know, Cheryl, for you, you know, you, you've sort of shared bits and pieces of your life over the seasons, but I know your childhood was full of trauma and and it was really tough. Mm -hmm. And so tell us about a little bit about growing up and how that shaped you as a person and the work that you do. Yeah, you know, um, I, I always start by saying uh, a beautiful phrase that I don't look like what I've been through. Mm. I really don't. Uh, you know, from the ages of five to 12, I was sexually molested and, and that really shattered my world as it does yeah. for anyone that's gone through that. And um, for me, it was an interesting, uh, and it's something I talk about all the time. For me, what I ended up doing, you know, hurt people, hurt people, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, I, you know, I had no mechanisms to cope. Uh, there wasn't anyone I could talk to. It was a deep, dark secret. So that compressed the pain, made it worse. And I ended up becoming very angry, you know, because uh, I feel like hurt left unchecked, unresolved, unworked through. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it evolves to anger. And so with that anger, I started to be very violent. Um, uh, sort of destroying myself, destroying others, relationships. I joined a gang, got very, um, I was very angry and bitter and I just wanted to self-destruct. Right. Gone into drugs, alcohol, uh, suicidal thoughts. I uh, ended up having a, a, a sexual assault that happened to me at the age of 16, mm. uh, which caused me to actually shut down. Like I literally felt myself just like I left the building mm -hmm. and um, it was hard. And you know, I really, I really appreciate even now this sort of Me Too movement, the importance of being believed mm -hmm. and being supported and rallied around, it's everything. Yeah. Because to go through that and then not have anyone, not be believed, mm -hmm. like it just almost be victimized all over again. Yeah. And that really shattered my world and that caused me to just kind of spiral. Mm -hmm. And for three years, I was just like on and off the street and self-destructive, self-harming, like really bad choices. Yeah. And uh, was actually witnessed to by a street evangelist, uh, someone who just I was passionate about urban ministry, mm -hmm. missions and uh, changed my life, you amazing. know? Yeah, the love how, of God. How those like traumatic and horrible 
times experience actually shape, you know, and, and impact and influence some of the decisions later. Because look at the work yeah. that you're doing now, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is when people go through traumatic um, parts of their life, there's an option there. Like there's, you know, it's just like the, the world says, okay, are you gonna fold? Are you gonna cave? Are you gonna use this ex as the excuse yeah. almost for the rest of your right. life? But you have an option and God is that option. Yeah. He provides a way of escape. And literally he just, you know, when I gave my heart, I'll never forget it, it was a Sunday night, heading to evening service, got picked up on the church bus and I never looked back. And um, one of the moments I'll never forget, I was sort of crying at the altar um, during, like, during this impromptu altar mm -hmm call it wasn't even supposed to happen he just felt to stop and say like there's someone here yeah. uh, cried through the sermon cried through the last songs yeah. the choir closed up <laughs> Cheryl's still crying <laughs> they swept up the chairs closed up like it was in a it was in sort of a it was a startup in a in mm -hmm. a school and I was crying and one of the things that was powerful everybody was trying to sort of get me to like calm down and move and the pastor kept saying leave her there leave her yeah because you have no idea what those tears are washing yeah. away. Like, and so sometimes we have to let people heal in their own way. So powerful. Yeah. You know, Cheryl, as you're saying and, and speaking about your story, I mean, there's so much of sort of a mirroring for me, like yeah. sexual, sexually assaulted, you know, tried to commit suicide mm -hmm. in sexual relationships and, and, you know, the drinking, the drugs, losing yourself. And yet, you know, we sit here as women who went through that, which our lives could have been very different yeah. than being here now, you know, sharing Jesus in different platforms. Yeah. And I am, I am stunned and in awe and sometimes just like, wow, yeah. about the grace of God and community mm -hmm. that saw past this. I mean, mm -hmm. big red lips, huge earrings, body suits yeah. out there, dancing on, dancing on yeah. dance floors and clubs yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. And then what? I, I'm here yeah. sharing good news on a platform. Yeah, like like low self-esteem, low, low yes. self-worth. I mean, people could have written me off and people did. And it, it was sad that there was, a, there was a number of Christians that wrote me off to say, well, Melinda, you will never, ever, yeah ever be a representative of Jesus. And then I look at the scriptures and go, well, well I'm actually the perfect candidate yeah. to do that for him. Yeah, and, right? and, and I think why we're sitting here today with this similar story is because God specializes in turning our pain into purpose. Right. If yeah. we allow him to, like the, our story did not end there. And it, I, our story doesn't end and your story doesn't end. God wants yeah. to rewrite our story. But that says then for women and men, who are you know looking at next generation and and you know parents who are looking at their kids? Do yeah. not give up. Exactly. Pray. Yeah. Always think like God sees your your kid you yeah. in a way that the world doesn't or you don't. Yeah. And so if I didn't have community and my parents championing and rallying and loving me, yeah. I wouldn't be here today. And I, yeah. I've said this throughout the the season, but that's mm -hmm. so true. We don't have a lot of time, and there's so much. Um, mm. Just quickly, your biggest regret. Uh, my biggest regret is that I didn't leap into ministry earlier, that I didn't pursue this gift, this purpose. Yeah. Um, I was afraid, you know, I was afraid to leap. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I did now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish I did it earlier. I, know. I, I think I'd be a little bit further ahead. Uh, my biggest regret is is hurting my parents. Mm. I, I to this day, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, a little older, but when I look back and I think of what the pain I gave my parents in the yeah. poor decisions I made, uh, that is a big regret mm. for me. And and I think that that's it. I think I've really been one of those people who sort of like just forged ahead and went ahead and, yeah. and started things. So I, I would say that. And and finally, I know we don't have a lot of time, but this, this question is so important. What's it been like? And I think for both of us growing up as a black woman, as a brown woman in Canada, what have we had to fight against 
and do and how have we gotten to where we are now? What would you say for you? Uh, you know, for me, racism in Canada, it's, it's very polite and it's very veiled and it's very, it's very civil. Mm. Uh, but what it is, is uh, it's, it's just not being invited into spaces and places that uh, my gifting and my skill set deserves to be in. And so I've found myself having to work almost two or three times as hard, driving harder, more obstacles. And it's something I think we need to talk about, you know, um, just finding my space at the table and being allowed mm. to feel like I belong. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I, I think for me, I mean, I, like I said, when I came to Canada, I felt it for the first time. But for me, it was different because I, I felt, okay, then I have more to, to work on and to, and to prove that yeah. the, the color won't be a barrier. So I was, I worked really hard. I, I was involved in a lot of things. I engaged with, with people and was interested and went to school and did sports and just wanted to meet people. Here's the thing, to educate them yeah. that I am Melinda, that I was a person, yes. not, not a person of color, but I was a person yeah. that had value and yeah. that could be a good friend. Yeah. And that's and so, tough. Isn't it tough? Like, I feel like I'm literally representing my yeah, entire race. It's like, I so represent L, yeah. Yes. But you know what? I'm glad that that was an opportunity for me yeah. in that space. So much. I think that we need to do like a, a YouTube clip of, of more so. thoughts. Yeah. So when we come back, Cheryl and I are going to be talking about our favorite verse that's helped us along the way that's coming up. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See, Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See, Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Okay, Cheryl, our favorite verses that have sustained and helped us through our life so far. In every storm I face, I literally find myself saying this all the time, Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say mm -hmm. in response to all of these things? Mm -hmm. and, and many things come along in our life. If God is for us, who can be against us? As, I, as my yeah. kids say, point blank, yeah. period. <laughs> Everybody can be against us, but God is but for God us is and for we can do it. I love that. Yeah. Mine, Philippians 4, 13, I'm able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Oh, I love that. And simple but direct that I can do all things. Yeah. Um, you know, combat racism, yeah. get through all the trauma and regrets of our life because yeah. he strengthens me. Yeah. I love that. I love Any that. last words? Really quick. Um, I want to thank you for this vision of mm. See Her Love. It's been such a blessing. And I, I know I speak on behalf of Joanna and Brooke and Lisa, just all, everyone, even our past hosts. What a, a blessing it's been for women across mm. Canada. Yeah, I hear it all the time. I, I know you do too. Oh, thank you, Cheryl, yeah. so much. And thank you for being on this amazing, exciting journey with me. Yeah. To our viewers, thank you for being with us as well. And if you want more information about Cheryl and I and See Here Love and to read our blogs, go to seeherelove.com and to watch our continuing conversation yes. on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel at See Here Love and subscribe. And remember always, Cheryl, should we say it together? Yes. All right. You, you are, are seen. seen you are heard. And deeply. You are loved by God, girl. Deeply loved by God. All yes, right. you are. Bye-bye. We totally messed that up.
Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.